Hey guys, have you ever gotten lost in your own thinking, going around and round and over and over the same old thought patterns, or you start thinking about something, or you get a tune stuck in your head and you just can't stop it? Well, today I'm going to show you how you can change all that. So stay tuned and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm Catherine Taylor, Master Coach of Human Potential and Business Turnarounds and Founder of Success Alchemy. Here I share with you and digitize the learning that I was fortunate enough to have from some of the grandfathers of the Human Potential Movement, guys that were doing this work before you and I were even born. No pop psychology, no rah-rah, no BS, just amazing info that'll give you insights and understanding of how you tick and what you can do to totally change the direction of your life and business. I am Catherine Taylor and welcome to Success Alchemy. So how many sleepless nights have you had? Those times when you're laying in bed and you're thinking, thinking, thinking and you just can't go to sleep. When you're doing the mental gymnastics and you just can't put a stop to it. You try counting sheep, that doesn't work. For some people, what they'll do is they'll go on to other vices and they'll start to drug themselves out so they can sleep. Now, that's the nighttime component. What about the daytime component where you're driving along, where you're doing something on automatic? You know, you don't have to give it thought. And there's a myriad of thoughts running around and around and around inside your head. Everybody's experienced it. And guys, I'm so excited to share with you today how you can get back in the driver's seat, how you can take control, how you can stop this without years and years and years of psychoanalysis. God forbid. All right, so let's get started. There is a fundamental component that we come from here, and that is that who you are is a spiritual being. What do I mean by that? Is that who you are, we cannot see. We can sense you, we can feel you, but we cannot see you. When you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? You see your beautiful body. That is not you, it is a part of you. Yet so many people identify with that and say, this is me. We have other people who identify with their mind, their thinking, their thoughts, and they just run themselves ragged. They believe, and they've been led to believe because our society pushes this upon us and we're not taught differently, is that we are our thoughts, we are our personality, we are our behaviours. That's just not true. So the question is, who are you? If someone comes up to you and asks you that, more often than not, you would typically respond with your name. I am Catherine Taylor. Well, that's not true either. A name is something that's given to us. We didn't even choose it. It's just a representation. So who am I? A spiritual being. And there's a beautiful story I want to share with you here. And it was an experience that I had 40 years ago. When I started my first job, yes, I'm clearly giving my age away here. I started my first job out of high school. And I knew back then I really wanted to help people. The whole kind of society thing then for girls was to go and be a nurse or be a secretary. That was it, you know, pretty gripping kind of life. 
The idea of blood and guts did nothing for me. Most of my friends went nursing at the time, but it was something that I just didn't want to do. But I knew that I wanted to be in a position supporting, helping or caring for others. So I became what was called a residential care worker. So what that meant is that after application and I was approved, I would go into a place where people were there as residents because they were unable to care for themselves and their family had basically put them there to be looked after. Bearing in mind, I was 16, just coming on to 17. And at the time, what I applied for was to work with children. You know, I believed that I could have the heart and the patience to be there and care for them, no matter what physical or mental or emotional situation that they were in. So I got the tick on that, all well and good. My dad drove me to my job, which was ages away from where we were living. God bless him that he drove me. I was so grateful because I started doing shift work. I started doing this work with zero training. So bear that in mind. God, that would never happen today. But anyway, off I went on day one and I was showing the unit where I'd be working. And I walked in there and it was full of adults. There were no children there. Now, at 17 years old, walking into literally a very large ward of mentally and physically incapacitated adults was overwhelming. But I was like, wow, okay, something went wrong and here I am. And they said, oh, sorry, Catherine, you know, there was no positions available for children, but we knew that you'd be fine here. Got to tell you guys, only lasted three days. It was an experience, but we can do a whole other episode around that. The thing is that why I'm sharing this with you here is it because it so relates to our mental gymnastics. Now, why is that? I was given a task to bathe someone, a woman whose name was Rebecca. Rebecca was severely mentally and physically handicapped. She needed to be lifted into the bath. Facially, she was very disfigured. Um, her temper was unbelievable. She would just rage and peak. It was, oh, it was like, it even touches me a little now. She was literally a tormented soul trapped inside this body. So, right, okay, I had to bathe Rebecca and I had no idea if she was, what she could do or not do it for herself. By looking at her, I assumed she couldn't do anything. And I asked someone, I asked one of the other workers there and they were like, oh no, she can't do anything. You'll, you'll have to do it for her. And I looked at this woman who was about 45 years old as she was naked in the bath and it was my job to bathe her. And there was just something like that twitch. I thought, oh, oh, I, th- I think there's someone there. I don't know, something happened in that nanosecond. So I picked up a bar of soap I was standing clearly, you know, on the outside of the bath and I took the dry bar of soap and just started rubbing it up and down my arm. And I handed her the soap and I said, you. I got the soap into her hand and she started to run the bar of soap up and down her arm. The joy, the ecstasy, the delight that that brought that woman was it cracked my heart wide open it was just so divinely beautiful and at that moment at that very moment I knew that each one of us 
is a spiritual being despite what we're trapped inside of us. And clearly that one experience that literally lasted for a nanosecond within minutes has really propelled me down the path I'm on. Now, when we can come from that place of knowing at a very core and fundamental level that we are a spiritual being, that we have a body, a body that we need to care for and tend for, that we have a mind, an analytical mind, which is a God-given tool. It's the one that supports us in our logic, in our reasoning, in our learning. We'd be pretty lost without it. And that we also too have the reactive mind, the crazy mind, the unconscious mind. So four components, who we are as a spiritual being, our body, our mind, which thank God we have it, our analytical mind, which helps us get through life. And this unconscious mind, this crazy mind that can railroad us sometimes. So what happens then? is that as we start in life and we start to forget that we're a spiritual being, we get taught we need to learn. We need to learn how to survive in this world. We need to walk. We need to talk. We need to do all those good things. What happens over time is that we become fascinated with our own thoughts and they're not terribly interesting or helpful unless they come from the mind itself, from the analytical mind, the one that supports us in our growth, in our learning, in our computation, in our reasoning, in our logic. But what happens in life is that everyone has upsets, some many times a day, some many times a year. But there's upsets, there's incidences, there's challenges. We get stuck in the thinking of the unconscious mind, of crazy decisions that we make and things that can railroad us into believing things that are not actually true. Now, we could talk about that for a whole lot longer, but let's just address here how we address this, how we stop this, how we can change it, how we can get back into the driver's seat. If we as a spiritual being are in the driver's seat, if we have a level of awareness to be able to catch when we go absent, when we're not present, when our crazy mind, our crazy thinking takes over, we at that point in time have the opportunity to literally become the policeman of our own mind, to be able to say, stop, thanks for sharing, to take the power back. If we do not stop to take the power back, what ends up happening is you get a crazy mind running a body and a life and it doesn't end in a very happy or good way. Rest assured, I've seen that play out many times. And I'm sure you know what it feels like when you're off your game, when you're not on it, when you're not present. What happens when we go into this kind of thinking is that we become introspective. All our attention goes inward. So no longer are we this big, expansive, amazing spiritual being having this human experience. We're like the size of a little dot inside our head. Our energy is low. Our mood level drops. We drop down into grief. We can get really sad. And we've got no friggin' idea why. If it continues and we don't get ourselves back in the driver's seat, we end up feeling apathetic. We want to give up. We think we can't change. It is the saddest state to see somebody in that 
because it does not have to be that way. Now, sure, there are psychoses out there in the world. There are brain imbalances. There are physical ailments which happen within the brain and within the body that do cause psychoses. I'm not talking about that here. If you're sitting here listening to this podcast, you know that I'm talking to the right person in relation to this because you've got the ability to pursue what it is that you want and go listen to it. The thing is here, guys, is that not only have we forgotten that we're spiritual beings, but also to we're not taught how to take our power back. We're not taught how to train our mind. So this crazy way of thinking, this unconscious mind which can run us, can come from a couple of areas, okay? As I said earlier, it can come from that place where we've had upsets and we keep just running over the same thoughts, looking at possibilities, looking at future-based outcomes. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? These are other components of it, the questions and the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves. Now, what happens when we don't ask ourselves great quality questions is we end up looping, going around and around and around in our own thinking. So what's critically important here is that you are so mindful of the quality of question that you ask yourself. Now, here's a great example of a really poor question to ask yourself, and that is, what's wrong with me? You could answer that 300 different ways. My mother dropped me on my head when I was five. You know, I've always been shy. I never had friends. I don't have enough money, whatever it might be. Everybody's got their own story. You could also ask yourself, well, why didn't I achieve the goal I was going after? Now that, for example, could be a really good question. If you sat down and listed out all of the possible answers and worked through that, in a very logical way. But no, typically we go, oh, I'm just not good enough. Oh, you know, I didn't do enough research or I didn't have enough prep. And then we'll go into some other personal attribute and make ourselves wrong. So what happens when we do this, guys, is as I said, we start looping. And it's like we've got a thousand open files inside our mind. Now, they take up and use a lot of energy. They take up and use a lot of life force. That's why our energy goes down. You get it? You see, if you can actually harness this and start to bring this into play in your life, how your world can transform, it's amazing. So you've got to be willing to put the power back into your own hands to say, I take ownership of the fact that I am a spiritual being and I take the power back and the responsibility to actually direct my mind, to direct my crazy mind, to have that level of self-awareness to see when I become consumed in my own thoughts. Now, I know for me, I started practicing this in my teens at the tender age of 13 and I'm sure you'll all remember what it was like when you hit puberty. Oh my God, you know, the emotional highs and lows and the overthinking and all that crazy stuff that goes on. There was already some challenges within my family and I saw how some of my siblings were really struggling within the environment that we were in and that they were disconnected, you know, becoming more and more disconnected and introspected. And I was doing the 13-year-old thing, overthinking everything, going around and round, and it was just crazy. And I thought, you know what? If I don't stop, and these were literally my words to myself at my time, 
And I remember where I was sitting at the time. I was sitting on my bedroom floor, sitting in front of a mirror, a long mirror. And I sat there and I looked myself in the eyes. And I said, if I don't stop with these crazy thoughts, I'm going to end up in a really bad way. I'm going to end up just like them or worse. So at 13, I started the practice of trying to catch my thoughts, of being self-aware, of being able to go, no, I don't want to go there. I didn't know exactly as I've laid out here what I was doing, but that's the very thing. And this is one of the areas that I work with so closely. If somebody comes in, you know, to either work with me one-on-one or when we're in like a workshop or an event environment to make sure that we've got people present, that they're actually here, that we haven't got a mind on two legs or an identity or a personality sitting in a body because you know what? Nothing's going to change from that point. So if you really want to take control back of your own thinking, if you really want to be able to extrovert, and when I say extrovert, I'm not talking about just your personality here. I'm talking your life force. If you want to get out of your own way, if you want to get out of your own head, if you're feeling like a prisoner inside there, you need to be able to just at each time go stop. Thanks for sharing. At that moment, like for me personally, that's what I use and that's what I teach others as an anchor to bring myself back present, to realize I can control where my mind goes. And my students and my clients have done this over the decades. And the transformation that is received from that is phenomenal. It was only just a couple of years ago I had someone say to me that in being able to get a grip on being able to stop looping, that it totally, totally transformed the paradigm from which she was operating and from something she'd been trapped in and stopped out from for over 20 years. Like that is gold, absolute gold. Does it take some work? Yes, it does. Does it take some attention? You bet. You might even have to say stop, thanks for sharing, hundreds of times a day. But do you know what? You are worth it. Your life force is worth it. Your energy is worth it. Your ability to be able to engage in life and experience joy and experience pleasure, experience enthusiasm is worth it. Because if you've got your head stuck up somewhere where it will not see the light of day, you are missing out on this big, wide, beautiful world. So my friends, stop the mental gymnastics. Get yourself back into the driver's seat. If you want to stay connected, if you want to follow me on this journey where I'm sharing with you everything that I've learned over the years in regard to really increasing our power, wealth and happiness, in really stepping into that human potential that we have as a spiritual being, subscribe, stay tuned. And if you want to do more of this, if you're looking for that transformation, come join us on a free case study course that I'm running on Life Mastery. If you head over to successalchemy.info, you'll find the information there. Love to have you on board. You can't tell me that didn't get you thinking. The question is now, how can you take what you've learned and put it into practical steps for you, your life and your business? To help you and to launch Success Alchemy, you can join for free my eight-week case study masterclass called Life Mastery. So head on over to successalchemy.info 
where for a limited time I'll work with you for free as a case study so you can get to see firsthand just how transformational this work is. So go on over to successalchemy.info and secure your spot now.